Rusted Bucket Media Corporation. Hey everybody, it's 401 Experiment. This is the intro to the Queens of the Stone Age episode I did with my friend Nate Slavic 22 days ago. Uh, Nate Slavic is a good friend of mine from way back in the day. He's attained ultra homie status. He's actually one of the founding members of Rusted Bucket Media, something that we didn't get into, but uh, just so that's that's out there. He's one of the original dudes from that. Um, how are you guys doing? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That sounds great. Hey, you know what would sound better? Uh, if I actually get to the episode. So here it is. Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, yeah, Nate. Uh, he uh, He's left-handed. So growing up and getting into music, yeah, he was always cool to have around because he had left-handed instruments. And I'm also left-handed, so that's what made it cool. And you're cool. Here's the episode. What is the 401 listening to? 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 Welcome to another episode of What's 401 Listening To, where I, your host, 401 Experiment. Fuck that one up. Welcome to another episode of What's 401 Listening To, where I, your host, 401 Experiment, listens to a piece of music and discuss it with uh, the guest. And the guest I have today is a friend from my childhood, Nate Slavic. Nate, are you there? Hello, this is the sound of my voice. <laughs> and that's Nate. And uh, it was Nate's pick this time. He picked Queens of the Stone Age, dot, 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 like clockwork. And when yeah. you, is it just like clockwork or do you put the dot 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 in there i always just say like clockwork okay then that then from now on that's how i'll say it okay sounds good um it's saturday march 4th that's uh three four we're like three four like the, the pink floyd song i always think about on this day and it's eleven twenty-three at night and we had to do this at night because Nate's got two little kids at home and I have one little kid at home. And I don't suppose you could have done this at like four in the afternoon. No, I was running around all day today, so uh, this was a nice thing to look forward to. Yeah. I got really drunk last night at a friend's birthday party, so I was hungover all day. <laughs> And and also parenting, Matt. That was my first time being hungover and like having to parent. And I'm, <laughs> it's not it's not a thing I want to become a habit. <laughs> no, I would not recommend it. No, God, no. Um, loyal fans of the show might have noticed. Oh well, I suppose you didn't notice because every every name of a person that I talk about on the show that hasn't already been on the show, I reverse them. As many as I can get, there are some that sneak through, but 
you were brought up on the previous episode, Tenacious D, because I talked about how when I bought that CD, we were on a California band trip, <laughs> and I was with you. Yeah. What do you remember from that trip? I remember that you had... Did you lose it or you wanted it? I can't remember. It had, it had to have been my first time buying it. Oh, okay. So we were at some mall, and I was a Sam Goody employee at the time. And so there was a Sam Goody at the mall. So I walked up, and I used my handy-dandy employee discount, and I bought it for you. And nice. And all was well in the world. That's all I remember. That's Yeah, that's basically... Well, I totally forgot it was a Sam Goody, and I didn't know that you bought it. So that's all good. Um... So what's your background with this Queens of the Stone Age, like Clockwork album? Have you been, like, is this just one in every Queens of the Stone Age album that you get and listen to? No, I was a really, really casual Queens of the Stone Age fan. I had heard, like, just really the hits, you know, like No One Knows. Um, Yeah. And there was a Go With The Flow was in a baseball video game on, like, the main menu screen. So I knew that song, like forever from playing i think it was like triple play or 99 or something like that and uh one day i was on i think it was on reddit and there was a post like check out this new music video for queen of the stone age and it was a series of videos that this artist boneface had done for i think like four or five of the tracks on this album and the way that they had done the animation and the artwork and synced it up with the songs it was like nothing i'd ever seen so i'm like okay the video, these videos are awesome. These songs are awesome. I'm just gonna get the album, and yeah. I just instantly fell in love with the whole album because what I had heard of Queens of the Stone Age before was really um, dirty rock, you know, desert rock, like really grungy. Mm-hmm. And this, this is a mixture of that and a lot of good melody and a lot of beautiful songs at at some times too. So yeah. I just I latched onto this album right away. That's that's cool i'm gonna have to check out those videos because i i have just listened to this album and like you say i knew all the the radio songs and whatever but i'm gonna have to check out those videos yeah and 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 the guy the the cover art is by that same guy boneface um so so it's kind of crudely drawn and there's a lot of like blood and like body parts hanging off and stuff and it's (laughs) just it's really neat looking and the videos are really cool so yeah check those out yeah, uh, we actually, well, I don't know if it was you, but I saw, I think Queens of the Stone Age opened for either Nine Inch Nails or A Perfect Circle, and I'm pretty sure you, I saw both of those with you. No. Do you remember? Neither. No? Because I saw them for the first time on tour for this album, so once I fell in love with this album, I was like, okay, I got to see them live. So then they came to the Roy Wilkins um, after this mm-hmm. album had come out, and Josh Homme was actually said he was sick, but it was, you know, he's feeling under the weather, but it was still a really good show. And, uh, and that was the only time, the first and only time I've seen them. God, then what the hell? I'm, the more I think about it, the more I think it was Nine Inch Nails that they opened. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because A Perfect Circle was, I can't remember who opened for them either. We'll have to look that up. Maybe I'll do a 401 exclusive for that. <laughs> hey, what what show was it, 401? It was Nine Inch Nails. 
Oh, no kidding. That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I love, I like doing those a lot. Drops. Little uh, drop-ins. Another, yes. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun for the kids. There's a Foo Fighters Sonic Highways where they go to, in the desert in LA, Rancho de la Luna. Yep. That studio. And they do a little like blurb and they interview Josh Homme and they go through the whole desert rock scene and everything. Yep. And uh, I remember I was, I had a girlfriend at the time and she worked at a restaurant and the guy that owned the restaurant uh, like had a party at his house and uh, it was in, he lived in Minneapolis and I went there and like it was all a bunch of like really cool people, like cool Minneapolis people. And we were talking about music. I was talking about music with this one guy and uh, for whatever reason, he brought up Queens of the Stone Age, and I'm like, yeah, they're they're great. And he's like, well, have you ever heard this band, Caius? Mm. And I'm like, no, God, no, not at all, no. And they're, like, super cool, too, as I'm sure you know. That that desert, like, that huge, grungy, hard rock desert thing. Yeah. And, like, that was, because this guy, like, stringy long hair and just, like, super small and a tiny voice. Have, have you heard of Caius, man? <laughs> like that. He, he was that kind of guy. So it was like, it was, he's the ideal person to be telling me about Caius. I, and, uh, uh, I have not heard much Caius, but I know of them. Yeah, same here. And the, the thing on Sonic Highways was the most I had ever heard of them. And it's, it sounds like something I could get into. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the art and the only thing I know about the art is just, just the, the album art, clip art thing. From uh, from when you sent me the files, and I I Wikipedia the album once, and it's like a a recreation of a Dracula poster. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think. it's uh, I read that Bella Lugosi, uh, or yeah. one of those old Hollywood or uh, production stills from one of the movies, and uh, and it looks really cool as an album cover. I have to admit. Oh yeah, very black and black and red and then like a little slash of blue there yeah, through the uh, through the o to make a q mm-hmm. yeah it's cool mm-hmm. i love it yeah it, with you know you you have an eye of a graphic designer so that's really gonna pop out to you when something looks just looks good yeah and that same aesthetic with like the the, the thin lines and kind of the crudely drawn that's what i connected with in the videos um and it's the same as on the, the cover art there and that uh, cool. that font that's on there, the typeface, is uh-huh. very, very similar to a previous guest's um, album art, uh, DJ Consequence, for their Villa uh, album. It's, it's almost an identical typeface if you take a look, close look at it. Cool. I will, I have a copy of, no, it's upstairs. Uh, but I'll, yeah, I'll check that out. Good uh, 401 exclusive. <laughs> um, how, what did you, how did you listen to it in the most recent time? Like in gearing up for this episode, how were you listening? I probably to listened it? to it uh, twice all the way through in the car. Car, nice. Yeah, yeah I've been listening to it in the car too. Um, I get to, I think if I had a tail before I have to drop off <laughs> Arlo at daycare. So he gets to hear up until there. <laughs> Uh, he's usually sleeping, so he probably 
probably around Vampire of Time and Memory. That's probably when he zonks out. Well, this album is cool because it's it's ten tracks, right? And it's it's like mm-hmm. so concise and almost so perfect. And there's a little bit of something for everybody on it. Uh, my drive my yeah. drive into work is about twenty minutes. So yeah, I get through roughly about half of it, and then I'll listen to the last three or four tracks on the way back home or on my next trip. Yeah, ten tracks is. I, I one of my releases is eleven tracks, and I will say that ten tracks is the perfect. It's the perfect amount. Yeah. Every album should be ten tracks. Totally. And this is cool because it kind of follows a. You know, the first two songs are more rock, and then they have a kind of a slower mm-hmm. one, and then they have a few more rock. Like, yeah, it, it's almost like two on, one off, two on, one off, where it's like two hard ones, then a soft one, two hards, and then a yeah, soft. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's very, yeah. And even the, like, the hard ones don't sound really the same, and the soft ones don't really sound the same, but it's all, it's cohesive mm-hmm. and, and yeah. great. Uh, have you ever listened to it with, like, nice nice headphones? Yeah. Because there's a lot yeah, going on. Yeah, uh, this is an album that I like to play along to as well, so I'll put in... Uh, like the inner ear earbuds, you know, like the the inner ear monitors, and then I'll I'll hook mm-hmm. up to like uh, my iPad has like a, a amplitude on it where you can like put in different effects and and play your your guitar through it, and uh, and this is a fun album to play along to because the bass parts are really fun, the guitar parts are really fun. Yeah. Uh, and so. Yeah, and then I just got some new speakers for my computer. They're like they're actually st- they're called studio monitors, I think, and uh, they came highly reviewed. And so I've listened to it eh, not very much, but a little bit on these new speakers. And and the this album is is mixed so well, you can hear things so well. I'm just really impressed by oh, the yeah. production on this album as well. Well, that's a good in lead into when we go through the tracks. Track one is Keep Your Eyes Peeled. And the intro to that track is very, like, there's there's shit going on. There's stuff falling. Yeah, and glass breaking. breaking and uh, there's, yeah. I bet that sounds amazing because, I mean, uh, I don't know where this falls in their catalog, but it's five or six, fifth or sixth album yeah. maybe. Do you know? Um, I don't know. Do you know kind of the story leading up to this album? He, kind of. I'm not gonna butcher it, but if you know it, yeah, by all means. Uh, yeah, I might butcher it a little bit too. But um, he got really sick. I think it was like MRSA or something yes. like that. Um, and he had to be uh-huh. confined to like uh, a bedroom in his house for like months at a time. He couldn't see his like kids at all. Yeah. His wife was like his caretaker, and so. This first track, when you listen to it, it's almost like being sick because it kind of stumbles or it's like being drunk, like where it's disorientating and it, yeah. it stumbles and fumbles. And and then after this track, um, it kind of picks up a little bit, almost like a recovery period. So this first track, I think, has a lot to do with, uh, uh, you know, getting rid of the demons, becoming more healthy and just uh, working through that pain yeah. and, and whatever he was going through at the time. It's, it's, it's isolated. I like what you said about the it sounding kind of like drunk and stumbly because that, that first riff is very... It's like 
I don't know how to say what it sounds like, but it's very distorted guitar and like very low register. It almost yeah. sounds like a bass, but then when it kind of and it's like oh yeah, that's a guitar yeah. it's just like way drop tuned like and it's it's not like a regular meter it's kind of it's kind of off a little bit yeah, which is really yeah. cool it's uh it's it's not the easiest track to listen to but if you can make, if you can make it through it um it's it, it kind of yeah. when the next song kicks in it's like okay i kind of get why that was there and and why we're going here now yeah and speaking of isolation with Keep Your Eyes Peeled, track two is I Sat By The Ocean. So if you're combined, or combined, if you're confined to your bedroom for a lengthy time and you can't leave, the second you get to leave, you probably go by the ocean and just feel that, you know, expanse that, uh, that would probably feel really good like your first day oh totally after being well just go yeah the and ocean. and this has set, this is so so much more upbeat and like almost pop song poppy in a way and mm -hmm. well here and uh go ahead and and um oh what was i gonna say it's got a great yeah it's pop it's song. got a great like crunchy light guitar you know that just kicks in right away and then there's like a synth synth that kind of mm -hmm. comes in the background it it i uh this is a really fun song and i think this was one of their singles and uh and uh yeah this is one of my favorites that lead guitar that guitar you were talking about kind of sounds like it might be played with a slide maybe yeah and, it, and maybe there's like a uh a keyboard or something laid on top of it playing the same thing it, yeah it, it uh they they do a lot of stuff like that and and on a lot of these tracks too you'll notice there's like piano coming in at times uh -huh. too and and uh, yeah yeah I love this track that that guitar part I every time I hear it it sounds like an Elliott Smith melody yeah totally it, it sounds because it kind of climbs a little bit and then it kind of yeah. falls a little bit again yeah exactly yeah and it's it's like bright and poppy but also kind of like undertones of sadness and minors and whatnot yeah um and uh since i'm not really familiar with this band or this album i'm gonna be using well that sounds a lot like this as kind of like a reference point since mm -hmm. yeah know, I'm, I'm not able to kind of discuss it with itself or with other albums by this band which is fine that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's not taking away from Elliot Smith or Queens of the Stone Age. They, <laughs> they sound alike. Um, next track is the shortest track at 3 minutes 34 seconds, and it's The Vampire of Time and Memory. Oh, God, this track. They uh, they performed this on one of the late night shows. It might have been Conan, and it was so good. And this track this is probably this might be the most beautiful track to me on this album because it, it, it starts with that like warm like i don't even know what to just how to describe it it's like this big low synth and then it just climbs and then we'll, you hear this we'll light piano in. and then this light piano comes in and then yeah and then and then this is a perfect example of 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 stuff they really haven't done a ton of in the past like just the simple piano song with with josh singing in the beginning really melodic and then um and then when when the rest of the band kicks in the 
if you ever have it, what you should do, I know you like playing bass, learn the bass track to this song because it's so fun to play. It kind of uh, it kind of walks a little bit, you know, up and down, and uh, I would really recommend it to you. I just made a note to do that. Um, so this track specifically is, I was listening to it and I thought, oh my God, Josh, when he's singing, it like it's it's almost as if he took vocal lessons from this one specific guy and I want to know if if you could say a person uh, recording artist lots of albums that who, who do you think he, he would talk oh about? man let me think for two seconds here yeah this this will count as the quiz alive or dead <laughs> uh dead oh dead recently wait you already you all, you already brought up Elliot Smith. Uh, recently, his voice sounds very similar to me. I, I and I'm not like super familiar with the guy. I think Josh sounds like, but everybody's familiar with him. I don't know. You gotta tell Bowie. me. Bowie. Bowie. Really? Okay. You hear it at all? Maybe I'm insane. Now that I'm you like, say that, yeah, because I. Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah, cool. Because yeah, and that's awesome. Like, he has a he has a super unique voice, but just him sounding like Bowie doesn't like. Oh, he's ripping off Bowie. No, it's it's not it's not anything like that. It's it's only it's only a good thing that I made that connection. And um, and uh, and on this track too, like I'm not I'm not one for like lyrics as much i kind of the 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 singing and the words are more just like in other other instruments to me i don't really pay attention to Mm -hmm. the lyrics that much but on this one it's so clear and and it's so beautiful at times like like what's the one uh even where it just starts i want god to come and take me home because i'm all alone in this crowd like i i just love the 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 uh what am i trying to say almost the The story the message behind it yeah the imagery and then, does anybody ever get this right? I feel no love. Like mm-hmm. this is this this is like such a uh, a cool song. I just love this song. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make fun of it in a loving way right now because he spelt vampire with you know the P Y R E. And whenever I read that, I th- I picture the goth kids from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's how they would spell vampire. Yeah, is that like Which, a is that like the English way of pr- of spelling it or something? Yeah. Got to be like, well, you know, goth means what old-timey English. So, yeah. I mean, probably, yeah. Back when maybe like, the, no one knew how to spell, there were no... Maybe the German way or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, track four is one of my favorite ones. Probably my second favorite, if I had a tail. Okay, yep. You like this one? I do, and this was one of the tracks that had a music video to it, and it starts, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it starts with, like, uh, I'm driving in a car, and and the the beat and the the, uh, mm-hmm. the cadence of the song, like, it's just a driving song, the way it starts, and yeah. uh, the, the bass drum, and then the guitar's coming in, yeah, it's really cool. I, I wrote down stomping beat and I wrote yeah, down stomping I beat. A, that's perfect. A soft intro and a soft outro on this one. 
Whereas track one, keep your eyes peeled, kind of has that soft intro where there's mm-hmm. shit going on. It's not. It doesn't go like straight to song. Yeah, this one's cool. And, and it has this... that outro of like the they kind of reprise it and kind of fade it out. It's, it's good. So um, according to Wikipedia, this is the first track that Dave Grohl does drums on. He does drums on five of these these the tracks on this album. I did and not it's, know that. And it's cool. There's a lot of guest stars on here. Uh, Trent Reznor, Elton John, John Theodore, who used to be in the Mars Volta as the drummer. Yeah. He's on here on the last track. And he's there touring. Uh, well, he's a, a part of the band now, but when I saw him, he was their touring drummer. And, man, can he play. John Theodore? Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, I wrote down heavy noise for If I Had a Tail because... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's just like that wall of sound noise thing going on at, at, at certain times. That's really cool. Kind of makes my ears perk up and listen to it a little closer. Yeah, this was really one of the tracks. Headphones. This is one of the tracks I fell in love with right away. Yeah. Uh, and it comes right before what I think my favorite track is, which mm. I think was their big radio song, My God is the Sun. Yeah. God is the Sun. Anyway. This song just rocks. Yeah, it's awesome. I put the this intro. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the intro that. There's a. Uh, it, it, when he plays that, you get a real listen at the room he's playing in because it kind of reverbs out when he kind of stops that riff. You can kind of hear it kind of reverby. You hear a lot of room noise. Uh, when and I noticed it when I was listening in my car. Really, uh, really, I'll probably put a drop in it. It's awesome. He's a, he's a he's a guitar player, I think, first and foremost. Because every song he's got like this different specific tone. There's not like a, the Josh Homme sound because he's just it's, it's everything. And that makes me wonder, like, how does he keep track of it all? Oh God, I. I stumbled on some YouTube video of a guy who helped them record um, uh, one of their previous albums, not Rated R. Um, damn it. The one... Oh, uh, Songs for the Deaf, of course. Um, and uh, and he talks about, like, they had, like, mics over here, mics over there, mics on this side of the room, mics on that side of the room. And they would just mess yeah. with it for hours, just trying to get the right sound and like heavily guarded secret type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of probably a lot of uh, session notes on the the reverb was on like in between four and five here, and the mic was you know seven feet away. It's like those notes mm-hmm. that they have to be taking. Uh, I recorded with one of DJ Consequences' friends, who I think I. It, I think he's on the spectrum because all of his, all of his music gear is all pristine. Mm-hmm. And I took a look at his session notes of his, uh, and it's it's all just in his apartment. He doesn't have a studio. He has like a little studio space in his apartment, and the notes he was taking was fucking insane. And this was just me and DJ Consequence dicking around because he <laughs> had like a cool space or whatever. So like, <laughs> we were we were just over there, and he was like taking notes of what we were doing. Like, dude, like it's. It's amazing and awesome that you're doing this, but it's also very, very interesting that you're taking notes of like, I was just. Was this crazy. the same guy? He was. I think he was telling me about this guy that uh, like 
he wanted you to like learn a bunch of songs before you came like and then you stand here and you stand here yeah okay yep i had homework sounds like a neat guy and yeah no he's cool he's great he kind of pissed me off though because like he trashed like by by trash i mean he deleted a lot of the stuff before i i even got to hear any of it Mm. you know what i mean like he the things that i got were like the three usable things that they got out of it to it to his point of view but i would have liked to have heard you know everything but it's just it's weird little and it's it was his stuff so he can do whatever he wants obviously but just weird little things like that Hmm. um so yeah being a guitar tech for josh homie must be intense yeah and uh and this and this on this song i love this song so much we did a little snowboard trip to Colorado the other day, and you, you know, you take your you take your GoPro along, and you get some little footage of riding around and stuff. But like, I put this mm-hmm. song, I put this song over the snowboard footage, and it it just makes the video, and it fits so perfectly for snowboarding because you're going so fast and you know you're jumping and stuff like that, and and uh, this song just rocks. It does. It does just that. It's a. It's that. Yeah, and it it kind of has. It's not quite the stomping beat, but it's definitely a, a nice driving beat. Mm-hmm. It's not the the four on the floor of if I had a tail, but it's it pushes yep. pushes the envelope. And then we pop into track six. I'm not sure how to pronounce Calopsia. Calopsia, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's that's what I'm going with. And we have two huge rock songs, and then this super laid back waltz. Uh, but those guitars that come in where he, you like little bit of like feedback, a yep. little bit of grit there, right? But, oh man, well that just goosebumps every time. And this is the track, Trent Reznor track. He, oh, I, cool. I think he's the one singing along on the choruses. I, I'm, okay. I'm almost positive. But yeah. I, it's so cool that guys like this are like friends and, and collaborate. There was that uh, yeah. that documentary um, that that there's a documentary where Dave Grohl and Trent Reznor like do a whole song together. Uh, what's the documentary? Is it uh, Sound Sound City? Do you know it, you know what I'm talking about? So, oh yeah, Sound City. Yeah. Yeah, it's about Dave Grohl and his like fascination I've with like it. the uh, the analog recording and stuff like the that. Neve, the Neve Boy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and those two guys do a song on there together, and it's so cool that that then uh, Dave comes and does something on on Josh Homme's record. It's, I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, they're just assholes because I hate them. <laughs> they 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 get everything and I get nothing. Like. <laughs> Um, Radiohead plays Austin City Limits and you just you get a good look at like their whole stage and just every amp you would ever want yeah. and like they're just switching out guitars and <sighs> jerks <sighs> I'm not bitter about it though I'm not bitter yeah tracks track seven is Fairweather Friends um is this the one that Elton John? Yeah, about? yeah, he does. Uh, I think on okay. the on the choruses as well. He's backing on there. Yeah, and you can hear a lot of piano on this one is too. I... Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, 
I had wrote down, written down, I wrote down, uh, sounds like a Bowie duet during mm, the chorus mm-hmm. because, because I had made the connection that, okay, Josh kind of sounds like Bowie, and then uh, well, this really sounds like Bowie's singing with him, and when you said Elton John was on it, I'm like, that's probably the one with Elton John. Yeah, and on this song, I, I oh. do not like the intro at all, but once it kicks in, I, I love this song. Like once the singing starts? Yeah. Yeah, because it was really weird. I was driving in the car, and because uh, the intro really doesn't fit with once the words start no, happening. No, it doesn't. But once the words start happening, there was like this flash in my head of, you've heard this before. And then like, it was on the tip of my tongue what it was. And uh, I went home. I thought it was a band called Diplomacy mm. from Minneapolis. And uh, I, I had bought their CD years ago. And I got it, and I listened to it, and I'm like, God, that's, this is close, but it's just not it. What is it? And it was like a whole day where it, I, it was a whole day of thinking before I even landed on diplomacy, and then I figured out it wasn't them, and as, like, as soon as I figured out it wasn't them, the real band came to me in like a second, and it's a band called Menomina. Like Sesame Street Menomina? That's where they okay, got the title, it. yeah. I, I, I think. But it's a really cool band, and I'll text you. Uh, it, well, the album is Friend and Foe, and there's a song on there that sounds very similar to the intro of this song, uh, which is cool. Um, and Fairweather Friends, the outro, where it just kind of stops, and he says, I, I don't give a <laughs> yeah. shit about them anyway, or something like that. Which is, I, I, and tonight is the time I caught that. I don't so, give a shit about them anyhow. Always do close listens. You never know what they're gonna. Never knew, know what they're gonna put in there, especially a band like this, like we were talking about. Yeah, and they, I think I read in an interview, like going back to El- Elton John on this song, um, something like he he sent Josh a message or something like that, where he said it wouldn't be a Queens of the Stone Age album without a true queen on it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elton, that's that's a good point. Uh, eight smooth sailing. Now, what do you think about this track? Uh, the intro. I said it's it's the most different. It definitely caught my ear. Um, the guitar tones are uh, again great. Uh, how do they? And, and this is where I made the note of how do they when they're doing it live, and he's got so many different guitar, you know, sounds. Like, how does he remember? How does this mm-hmm. guy remember? How do they, how do they do it? If so, uh, if you remember what that documentary thing you were talking about, if I could get that information from you, that'd be cool. I'd like to I'd like to watch that. And I wrote down the word voices, and I'm not sure why. Because he starts in falsetto, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I love this. I love this song. Very good. What it's, do you think about it? It's probably my least liked track on here but it's 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 still good it's still good i mean it's really like funky and kind of bluesy uh yeah um, it's still good it's just my least like track that's all yeah and you know the least like track on one yeah that's saying something right it's still good yeah i mean you gotta pick one yeah there's always gotta be one uh, track nine, I appear mm. missing. 
which is interesting because like the first track we talked about how it's isolated and then he recovers and now and then goes through we didn't really like if this is a concept album we didn't really talk about where the other ones kind of fit mm-hmm. into that concept but now he has, he now he decides to appear missing and this is the longest track at six minutes yeah uh, it feels like a it feels like a closer this song uh and my god is the sun are, are like my t- top two i think um because this one has so many different parts to it it's kind of a i like i like songs mm-hmm. where like just all of a sudden will switch up on you you know and change directions um yeah and i i love this song too yes and like the ending like the last the out kind of the outro where uh he goes into falsetto and um it, it and then at the end even um it gets really quiet uh and he says like uh you know with my yeah. toes on the edge it's such a lovely view you know this song like the the lyrics on this one stuck on to me too because there's a lot of like um there's a lot of mentions of like hospitals and like almost like mental health like uh held like or pin like a note in a hospital gown shock me awake tear me apart like and then at the end like with my toes on the edge it's such a lovely it's almost like a someone who's escaped from a mental institute or a hospital and is like on the roof like ready to jump or something like that it's it's like uh just the that imagery like you said in one of the other songs like this one stuck out to me too yeah you talk about how it's uh, it gets real quiet at the end that's why I felt like it was a, like when I was listening to it and my phone was in my pocket I couldn't tell if it was mm, like it had jumped to a new track and, yeah and it just it it felt like it was a like it was a closer and then the next song comes in like clockwork like clockwork and this is a uh, seems like a ballad kind of a good you know and and if the if I appear missing feels like a closer this one like shows that it's a closer by being an awesome song there's a great guitar tone on the electric and as the song goes on like there's there's kind of like an acoustic it sounds like very mm-hmm. down in there somewhere and the bass tone uh, that stuck out yeah. this one too this one would be and this one this one reminds me a lot of Vampire Time and Memory too like very similar very similar oh, yeah. like uh, styling to it and um like he starts out you know more in his falsetto like a lot of the other songs and this is a song that that i would love to hear a band you brought up radiohead before i would love to hear radiohead cover this song because i think it would be so cool because there's so many like layers once it once it really gets into it um with with almost like synths coming in and and different guitars and pianos you know and stuff like that so and and tom york has such a nice higher voice higher register kind of like what josh homie yeah. does in his falsetto i think it would be a really cool song to hear it, it probably will never happen but here's wishing yeah that's yeah i would like to let's see radiohead do it i think of someone else that would have a good falsetto Oh, uh, but yeah. Uh, hey, four hundred one. Did you ever figure out who would have a good falsetto? <laughs> yeah, to, to yeah. Come song? Ween and. Uh, oh yeah, it'd be good. Oh, you got two. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, that one, and Ween, then Gary Clark Jr. Oh wow, yeah, they would be good. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, that's interesting. Don't 
totally. That might not. That might not work. Yeah. Yeah. The pauses we might not have been good enough. Well, that's it. That's uh, that's like clockwork by Queens of the Stone Age. A very good recommendation. I thank you for it. Um, I'm gonna do more listening on Queens of the Stone Age. This was a. I think this was a really good one to sort of like introduce someone into the band with it would you agree or is there like well it, like i said the other albums are are just different this one is more i think like the most melodic and and beautiful the other ones are have like their standout moments this one just seems like the uh-huh. best complete package to me um but like uh songs for the deaf i really love there's so many good songs on that so that might be the next one you jump into no songs for the deaf okay Okay, well, uh, can't thank you enough for all the time. Very, very efficient, Nate. Forty minutes. <laughs> we didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't ramble so much. As Short and sweet on other episodes. Exactly. And it's a ten-track album. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. Get in, you get out. Uh, right on. Well, you know, we didn't even really talk about what you got going on. Uh, you got any projects you want to plug? Uh, no. <laughs> nothing <laughs> um no i was thinking about um just for shits and giggles and practice with recording and stuff coming up with like fake commercials for fake products <laughs> to kind of play before and after episodes <laughs> i think that would be fun to do. that would be fun so to do I oh i am in the running for father of the year so that's i can plug that oh nice how about you uh, is that a is that a real thing? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe like, like Zipakash Father of the Year. I'm not yeah, in Shpikashi anymore. In, yeah, you're in Sashka now, right? Yeah. Nice. So, what do you think of the... Yeah, 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 for sure. You can edit all this out, right? I'll tell you what, I'll stop recording right now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a kind of countdown or something. Uh... So we can sync them up easier. Rusted Bucket Media Corporation.